I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the work. And I've been shutting out the stars. Yeah. Cause when it rains and it pours. And welcome to this episode of Put That Coffee Down, the freight sales show for closers. My name is Kevin Hill. I'm your host, and we have a bonus audio episode here for you today. I'm joined now by Dan Lindsay. He is co-founder and VP of sales over at Linkage Logistics. I believe you're based in Indiana, uh, out that way in the Midwest. Welcome to the show today, Dan. Thanks, Kevin, for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, greetings oh. from the uh, not-so-quite-frozen tundra yet, but uh, give it time. Give it time. It's only December. It's all yeah. only December, and, and there's a major stor- storm coming through. I don't know if it'll hit Indiana or not, but uh, if it does, it'll be frozen. Exactly. And then we can wait five minutes, and it'll thaw. That's the way it goes. Exactly. Here. Exactly right. Um, well, thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk about uh, selling and and in a frozen market in a lot of ways, right? Especially for anyone who came into the industry in 2020 or 2021, um, but they really haven't seen a market like this and, and how long it might persist. Um, but it's it's much different than than what it was. You know, I, I think uh, I always characterize it and, and maybe you agree, maybe you don't, maybe you have a different spin on it, but, you know, they're, they're selling in the bull market where there's a lot of value. A lot of value is placed on finding capacity, and then there's a bear market like what we're we're experiencing right now, where there's uh, zero value placed on finding capacity because everyone can find capacity. So you have to to reach and and get some more tools out of your toolbox and and start building value in another manner. And there's there's ways to do that. There's there's many ways to do that. Uh, you just have to pick your your own way and stick to it, and in often ways grind it out and learn learn on the fly. Dan, how do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I 100 percent agree with that. I think this is going to be a time. The last two years we've seen uh, companies and sales reps, especially in the logistics world, able to sell based, like you said, on capacity. Um, I'm here. I have trucks for you. Uh, right now is is going to be a time where you're going to have to prove your worth, what you say and what you think you're worth. Uh, so the the value that you need to bring is value. Uh, what's your value proposition? I think that's going to be something that individual reps and companies are going to have to uh, do some introspection on. What value are you actually bringing to the market and to your customers? You're exactly right, because uh, without that value, you are in that race to the bottom. And when I say race to the bottom, it's race to the cheapest quote that is available or that you can quote. And when you do that, I know from experience, I'm sure you know from experience, you get yourself in a lot of trouble. Yeah, we had that conversation with a customer a couple of weeks ago. And the exact words that I used was, if you play in the basement, you will get the spiders. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you... If you want to have a race to the bottom, be prepared for the bottom feeders, be prepared for low quality, and be prepared for a lot of stress and a lot of drama. Now, if you want that, more power to you. We're going to go away for a while, um, and uh, and we'll leave you to it. Uh, because part of, of selling the value of you as a professional to your customers is knowing and having an accurate assessment of what your value actually is. 
and mm -hmm. knowing where your strengths are as an individual, as a company, and knowing where your weaknesses are. Uh, and as a brokerage, price is not necessarily our strongest point. It isn't, you know, it should be a little bit elevated over, you know, asset based businesses in, in some ways. I mean, you add the value of the, the, the flexibility in there. And the only way you can say, uh, give the line, right? It's a great line, Dan. Um, if you live in the basement, you're going to have to deal with the spiders is by creating that value before you say that line, right? Correct. If you say that line without adding the value, you, you're not going to get anywhere. Number one, right? Yeah, you, you have to you have to build that value to, uh, to 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 get the premium premium price. If you want some premium rates, you you have to earn it. Absolutely. Well, also like at, at, at the height of call it the COVID. I don't know if we're calling it a COVID bubble or a COVID crest, whatever we're calling it. Um, the surge in, in demand, um, broker margins increased substantially. Um, and so part of part of that self-awareness that sales reps are going to have to have right now is knowing, OK, we're not in an environment right now where you can charge, you know, as high of a margin or as premium on a, of a margin as you were charging before. You may have to cut your margins to drive that that point home to your customers that you're willing to uh, to take the hit because you recognize where we're at in the market and because cost driving value to your customer is not devoid of, of cost savings. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not devoid of that whatsoever. Um, but, but there's a, a price for everything. Now I, I go back to 2019, right? In 2019, we had a freight recession, very loose market. Uh, but, but the economy was, it was, it was pretty strong, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what the economy is doing right now. I don't know if it's strong or weak, but you talk about the surge in demand. We're not seeing that surge in demand. So part of the self-awareness, another another term that you use is knowing that uh, while shippers want cheaper rates right now, right, that they want us to, to come down off the rates, uh, unlike 2019 where the economy is pretty strong and just there's a lot of capacity, a lot of that demand and load volumes is, is dropping off, right, which means that the financial performance of the, the shippers are being hit. And not all down markets are cheap rates for shippers aren't always a positive for them, right? And they do know that, right? Now, when load volumes go down, then everyone's boat sinks and the, the, the tide going out, I, I should say, right? Um, because that means less economic activity, less sales, less revenue, margin contraction, investors uh, pounding at the door for the shippers. So you have to be aware of, of what they're going through as well. Absolutely. Well, and I, I want to also make sure people are aware of the, the dangers of what I call the pendulum effect. Um, yeah. So the economy ebbs and flows, markets rise and fall. And if you have a steep, large increase in demand, you can expect a similar uh, decrease in demand both in time and in uh, magnitude. So I think shippers have, to, to no fault of their own, blown their budgets in tr on transportation for the last two years. Just because mm -hmm. freight costs and supply chain costs have been out of control. And so there's a, there's a tendency to want to claw as much of that back as quickly as possible and recover uh, some, some dignity in their transportation budget. Um, at the same time, that's going to equally shock the system the other way and 
until until we have kind of a time where cooler heads prevail and the pendulum effect is is slowed, we're just going to keep having these extremely volatile markets. Yeah, I, I was talking to somebody earlier today about that, the, the pendulum effect, right? It, it, we, we never learn. We, we never yeah. learn, you know, the, the market goes one way, it goes in the shipper's favor and they, they pound the, 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 the asset providers and the, you know, the transportation providers, I should say. The market swings like, like the last couple of years and the, the, the transportation providers slam the shippers, right? And it's this never ending battle. Um, we, we've talked about what you should do, right? In, in a falling market like now, what advice can we give? How do you go about doing that? Because that's the key, right? Yeah. So, yeah, one of the things that we're working through on our team is collaboration is king. Uh, one of the biggest values that we can drive as a broker is being that consultative voice in the room. <clears throat> and uh, true, we're not entirely objective. We have our own self-interest in mind, as does the shipper. At the same time, we have a wider view of the market than your average carrier does because we see more varied pieces of the supply chain. And so we have the opportunity to step in the gap and ask probing questions of, of our shipper customers say, why are we going, why are you planning on going down this road? What's the benefit to you as a company? What, what are the pitfalls? Do an on the spot SWOT analysis on what this decision is going to going to do to your transportation plan. Um, and some customers are very open to that, uh, especially the customers. If you've been able to build solid, deep, very sticky relationships with those customers, they're going to be very receptive to that. That they will. Another key word that you threw out, sticky, right? You know, that value should equate to stickiness. Stickiness should always be your goal. Um, How do you create stickiness? Well, the first thing you do is take out a pen and piece of paper or a notepad or uh, a Google Doc or a Microsoft Word and and start brainstorming those ideas of how you can create sticky services. And, yeah. and, and that is being a trusted partner. It is going through the steps. How do you go about to that? But become sticky as soon as you can. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I think small and mid-sized brokers are going to benefit tremendously in however long this next phase of the market lasts is small and mid-sized brokers just have the flexibility to pivot to their customers' mm-hmm. needs. Um, more so than the larger big, bo- big box brokerages that have set processes, set departments, set everything. Um, small to mid-sized companies have the ability to adapt much more quickly to their cus- what their customers need. And that's going to be a big benefit going into this market. It, it is. Yeah, the, the ability to adapt to, uh, to create value like that. Um, any other kind kind of tidbits on on how to go about that? Um, you know, any specific, not specifics maybe to your business, but uh, just really generating ideas. Yeah, so all it goes back to the old entrepreneurial uh, axiom: always be learning. Um, <clears throat> Linkage is we specialize in full truckload brokerage. Um, we're rolling out in other modes department uh, with LTL drayage and and uh, intermodal. Um, so that's another way that we can drive value to our customers by providing that service. Um, and 
collaborating again with partners in those spaces that add value not only to our operation, but to what the customer can gain from partnering with, with our company. When was the uh, linkage uh, founded? So we began operations March 1st of 2020. Born in the pandemic. Perfect timing. COVID baby right here. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, that, that was an interesting first month, right? Or first two months in business, March and April. Well, let's just call it three months because May was very interesting as well. You know, I mean. Uh, yeah, I think May was when Indiana actually shut down. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I mean, I, I remember those days and I, I remember seeing, uh, you know, Sonar or Tinder volume data Tuesday or Wednesday. There, there was a Tuesday or Wednesday in April that uh, had less volume than Christmas Day. Yes. It's unheard of, right? It's unheard of. And everyone was nervous. Everyone was scared, you know, that we're going to have this huge prolonged recession. And everything came roaring back, yeah. which must have been a very pleasant surprise. It was, yeah. I remember me and my my partner. We, were, I think it was mid April. We uh, we had been in business for a month and a half, and we were finally getting everything finalized and set up. And uh, we looked at each other and we said, "What are we going to do?" And <laughs> <laughs> if this if this ends up derailing the economy for the next year, how are we gonna how are we gonna operate? And we just came to the conclusion: look. Either way, we're a startup. We're going to have to put our heads down, grind out the first three years anyway. And so mm-hmm. it's going to suck. Um, thankfully, the last two years ended up not being so terrible. Uh, yeah. And we were able to ride the wave upward. Uh, and so we've experienced a good amount of growth. Uh, we've been able to implement a lot of good technology in the process. Um, and that's that's what's exciting, too. I think the last couple of years have given uh, companies that are new the opportunity to to increase the quality of their tech stack that they're able to offer their customers. And so, I mean, we're a three-year-old company with 12 employees, and we've been told by a number of our customers that they could have sworn that we were a company that's been around for quite a while and has over 100 employees. It's because we're able to, to leverage technology and efficiently work through processes. I think that is one of the advantages, uh, you know, you, you said it really nicely right there. There's one of the advantages of being a new company is that you don't have to overcome those legacy systems, right? You don't have technology from six or seven years ago that you're trying to apply to a, a new world, right? Or apply even visibility, right? Because six, seven years ago, visibility, you know, you had macro point and, and four guys. You had the, the pinging and the triangulation, um, but but not so much anymore, right? And and yeah. that that technology you'd have to it would be a patchwork of technology to to get everything uh, together and, and working right. You can skip through that. Um, you can go out right now. Probably digital freight matching tools uh, that that you can do, onboarding tools that, that that you can get just off the shelf and and kind of nicely integrates into whatever system that you have right now. So that that is a huge benefit for. Uh, new young brokerages who don't have to worry about, you know, getting rid of a TMS that they've outgrown because that's a, a two-year process just in itself, it seems like. Right, yeah, we were fortunate to be able to on, onboard a, a fairly large TMS earlier this year, um, and we were able to implement that around May. And it's been a, it's been a, a challenge. It's been a six-month challenge to, mm-hmm. to finalize all that. But I think something that's really interesting 
in the technology space in this industry is a lot of the new uh, technology companies are scalable from the startup all the way through the enterprise level. So you think about, yes. you know, Project 44 or Four Kites or, or uh, any of the new uh, TMSs that are coming out. Uh, if you're a startup brokerage, you can you can have a pretty robust system without blowing the bank. Mm-hmm. And that's that's relatively new. It used to be where you you operated on kind of a bargain base bargain basement system or you had your own proprietary tech. There there was no middle ground uh, or very little middle ground. There wasn't, you know, even if you had a third party TMS, right, it was uh, the data was housed in your location. It was a huge upfront costs to that. Everything is gone to that SaaS model. Everything's in the cloud. You don't have to worry about uh, quite a bit. You can go month to month or just an annual contract that reflects that one year of use. And that's it. So it, it is it's much simpler to, uh, to, to store and, and run a, a broker. I won't say simpler. Um, but much more cost effective, right? You still have to go through all the shopping that that's required to 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 get the technology and make sure everything's integrated and make sure that that you have your own workflows uh, lined out that take full advantage of that. And that's no simple task. Yeah, but at least there's now there's more options out there to where if you have a certain process flow, you can you can be sort of selective as to which partners mm-hmm. you actually pursue. Um, you're not you're not pigeonholed into 20 year old AS 400 technology with uh, with equally old processes yeah. that are, are not going to be adaptable to the current current climate. So you're exactly right. Uh, when you're out there shopping uh, for for technology, what are some of the things that are on your list and on your wish wish list? Since we're around Christmas time here in 2022, what's on your wish? What's on your real list, and what's on kind of your wish list? Or if if they're if they're even separate, right? For 2023, when it comes to tech. Yeah. So right now they're they're fairly fairly integrated. Um, like I said, we just we just onboarded a. a Enterprise level TMS that's going to get us to the scale that um, that we are trying to get to, um, and so we thankfully we will not have to uh, go through the onboarding of a new TMS anytime soon unless unless something goes crazy. Yeah. Uh, which hey, if it does, I'm here for it. So let's go. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, integration and efficiency, I think that's the name of the game for us. We uh, we have been very uh, blessed with a extremely talented team and a very versatile team. Everyone on our team does multiple jobs, performs multiple roles whenever asked. Um, and so if we can have uh, systems or, or pieces that, that bolt onto our system that increases the level of efficiency that we can operate under without having to take on, you know, five, six, 10 new employees, in the next year, uh, that's that's really where we're trying to uh, to focus. Not that we don't want employees; we do want employees, but uh, uh, the labor market right now is still fairly difficult. The labor market is difficult, and oftentimes, what you can automate are the the, the jobs that nobody wants. I mean, I, when I say nobody wants them, I mean people want them, but they. There's none of the most exciting things, and you have high turnover rates in those positions that should be automated anyway, and it, it's it's right. one of those battles, right. right? I mean, who wants to be data entry all day? 
mean, really right. Well, for instance, like we're, we have, we have 12 employees. There is no reason under the sun why I need to go out and hire a track and trace person. Exactly. That's, that, there's no reason to do that. Even if we outsource it, we're never going to get a return on that. Um, yeah. But if, if, we, if you have 12, that, sorry, if you have 12 employees, you want, you want them to, you want at least 10 of them to be revenue producing, right? Correct. If yeah. Not all 12. Yeah. And they can't do that if they're sitting doing check calls and, and trolling macro point or whatever system we're end up using six hours a day. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's the part of the, the credit of the grave that always got me is, is all these. And, and I, that was back 10 years ago. So uh, hopefully a lot of that's automated now at my former uh, brokerage company uh, that, yeah. that I worked for. So, so I, so anything else out there, any tools that, that on the horizon that you're just like, you know, that sounds interesting. I'd be interested to see what comes out in the lead generation space uh, for logistics in the, in the coming coming years. Um, yeah, CRM and business intelligence tools. Uh, I'm always interested in, in giving my team the ability to work smarter, uh, as opposed to again, you don't want them going out and spending six hours tracking down a driver. You also don't want them spending six hours a day go out and tracking down leads. You also don't want to pay an arm and a leg for those leads and not and mm-hmm. you know essentially do their job for them. Um, but uh, I, yeah, so I'd be interested in finding out what tools are going to come available in the next year or so that that enables transportation professionals to more more effectively sell. Yeah, I think that's always that was always my thing whenever I was selling freight too is, is uh, that we had you know the the huge automated lead uh, platforms that, that spit out a lot of names is it really good. Um, but it didn't really give you a lot of information, especially about transportation itself, right? Or whether they even truck sometimes. You know, I don't know if they even there's there no truckloads, if it's all LTL or two truckloads a week or two thousand truckloads a week, right? It's hard to tell in, in some companies, right? The reporting on technology and do they really even ship products and um that's always been kind of a Achilles heel for the freight industry itself, right? Is, is if you're selling marketing, any company, I won't say any company, but, you know, you don't have to worry about if they're shipping. They better be marketing, right? Um, if, you're, if you're selling logistics, you know, that they should have – you should be targeting at least uh, people who uh, manufacture or produce or, or ship products instead of – you know, technology or pharmaceuticals or, or things that, that you really can't touch. Yeah. And that's what I think too is, is important is that everyone needs to know what they're selling because what you're selling is going to determine who you reach out to. It may, yes. it may be that you're going to reach out to a, a billion dollar company who runs $30 million in freight and you need to talk to the procurement director as opposed to the supply chain manager or the traffic manager. Yes. Um, so knowing your product, knowing your or the, knowing the service you're selling, and how those positions in those companies coordinate. Exactly, because uh, that was another uh, another issue. Do they run freight, and who the heck do I talk to? Because you have a supply chain manager, you have a procurement manager, you have an operations manager, uh, but maybe not a transportation manager. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have those holes in there. And it's like, well, who? And then you're, you're through a lamp of, of who should I really talk to? And um, and on the phone with two or three different people trying to find the, the right person. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Well, um, 
Uh, final question here, uh, 2023. Uh, what's the, the the one big goal on linkage logistics plate um, come this time in 2023? You say this has been a very successful year for my company. Yeah. So I think revenue wise, we are the goal that we've set is to grow by 23% next year, which on our trajectory is a fairly modest goal, but I think it's mm-hmm. a, I think it's a respectable goal given the climate that we're in. Um, so if we can hit that, uh, that'll take us or should take us to around 16, 17 employees at the same time. Um, I think that will, that will put us in a good spot and we'll be well positioned whenever uh, the economy does decide to, uh, to turn around. So, yeah, we don't know when, but we know that it will, it will, the trucking market will correct itself in in some way. Hopefully it's next year at some point, but it will, that that is the roller coaster. Yep. So uh, how does, uh, how do our listeners here put the coffee down, uh, reach out, learn more about linkage logistics and uh, contact you directly, Dan. Yeah, so our website, LinkageLogistics.com. You could also uh, email info at LinkageLogistics.com or you can email me directly at my email, uh, dlindsay at LinkageLogistics.com as well. I'd be happy to, to chat and uh, answer any questions anybody may have. Again, started a company March 1st, 2020. Don't expect a crystal ball from me. Uh- <laughs> no one has one. <laughs> No one, no one has a, a crystal ball. Well, th- yeah. Thanks again for, for joining us here on, on Put That Coffee Down, our, our podcast uh, here. And if you're listening right now, please subscribe or, or follow, I think is what they call it these days. Uh, you know, Give us a rating down below, and I hope you enjoy the content, and we'll be back with uh, more episodes for you.